Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Christoph Carell, professor of psychiatry at the Zucker School of Medicine. He's joining us to discuss common misconceptions about schizophrenia and the challenges that people experience when managing this condition, including adherence to medication and the risk of relapse. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Christoph. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Neil. Tell us a bit about yourself and your experience treating schizophrenia. Well, I'm both an adult as well as child and adolescent psychiatrist, and I've been actually in the field in order to treat people with psychotic disorders, which I found the most fascinating when I was in medical school, how the brain can function and really misinterpret certain stimuli and um, have, have a world on its own. And because the illness often starts in late adolescence and early adulthood, I felt I needed to also have the adolescent psychiatry piece in order to potentially prevent the illness when it just starts. How many people here in the United States are living with schizophrenia and what are some of the common misconceptions about this condition and the people that are living with it? So we generally think that it's about 1% of the population across cultures. Looking at adults, it's about um, 2.8 million people in the U.S. that have schizophrenia. And it happens, as I said, in late adolescence, early adulthood. And there are common misconceptions that these are violent and really, quote unquote, crazy, out of control people, or that they have split personality, that it's different people presenting as one person. And that's not true. It's basically the split is between mental capacities, how we think, talk, feel, interpret internal and external stimuli, and also how we make sense of all of this. And that can then lead to having delusions, thinking that people are out to get you or film you or hallucinations, um, hearing things or seeing things that are not there, having trouble putting thoughts together. This is the so-called positive symptoms to many things that are happening that shouldn't happen. And then there are also negative symptoms, which is the opposite, things that should happen in our brains and lives. And that's being motivated, being social, having uh, joy in things. And that's the flip side. So these patients often have a hard time achieving their goals, but they certainly can be very rational when they get the treatment. You mentioned split personality, different people presenting in one person. To your knowledge, how did such a misconception gain enough ground to be uh, still today a common misconception about this condition? That's a very interesting question. I don't know the his history of it, but I think it's the, the split, the schism. Schizophrenia means the split in the mind, but that's then taken literally and concretely as different people rather than different neural networks that are not talking to each other and not, not as much integrated as they should be. Maybe it's just a concrete way of, of thinking people are um, not integrated in their activities and we can't recognize them, so to speak. What are some of the treatment options for managing schizophrenia? Well, we have, like for all psychiatric disorders, um, psychoeducation and talk therapy, group therapy, psychosocial interventions in order to get people back on track with maybe school and work. But the foundational treatment for schizophrenia is really antipsychotic medications. So medications that help rebalance some of the neural circuits that are not integrated in the brain. And 
as all medications, they only work when they're taken. So that's a big issue, and people with the illness may not feel they have the illness or don't trust the provider or forget because they have cognitive difficulties. So the medication taking and adherence is really a big issue, as is then having relapses because schizophrenia is a chronic condition, and this chronic condition needs treatment uh, in the long haul. And um, this interview, actually, I'm partnering with Teva that is developing or has developed a treatment for schizophrenia, and I'm obviously presenting my own opinions, but um, it's, it's great to have this also on your show so that our listeners can understand schizophrenia better and what the treatments are for it. Now, it's my understanding that the FDA uh, approved one of the newer treatments for schizophrenia this past April. Tell us about this treatment option and how it's going to be helpful to those who are managing schizophrenia. As I mentioned, one of the big problems is relapse, is the recurrence of the symptoms that really goes hand in hand with not enabling people anymore to have their goals that they want to pursue. They also have the um, self-stigmatization. Oh, I'm mentally ill. I'm sick. I can't achieve anything. And also there can be problems that the brain actually is affected by this and that the next treatment approach is not working as well. So treatments are often given as oral treatments 365 times a year. And it's hard to do anything every day, even when you don't have a mental illness. So the treatment that was approved in April is one of the newer treatments, and it's called Uzeti, and it's a long-acting injectable treatment, meaning you can give it not 365 times a year, but 12 or even six times a year. That is once monthly or um, every other month. It's a risperidone product, which is uh, injected subcutaneously, not deep intramuscularly, and it's um, an, an upgrade um, because it's subcutaneous that many treatments are not that are available as long-acting treatments, but it also achieves the blood level that is therapeutic at 6 to 24 hours. So it doesn't require a second injection or a higher uh, starting dose or uh, oral co-treatment. So in that sense, um, it's really something that um, enriches our armamentarium. All treatments, obviously, they can also have side effects, and um, we need to balance this, and people who might consider this treatment may want to talk to healthcare professionals because not every treatment is right for, the, for every patient. And side effects of these kinds of um, medications, like you said, can include um, being somewhat restless or having some muscle stiffness or um, being anxious, um, having weight gain, and so forth. But these are generally identifiable and can be also monitored and managed, but people should talk to the healthcare provider when they have these side effects. Uzeti is approved for people, adults with schizophrenia, and there is another condition, and that is psychosis associated with dementia. And Uzeti is not approved for this because the class of medications, including risperidone, have been associated even with mortality in these uh, kinds of patients. So we need to steer clear of that kind of patient population. What determines whether a patient will take it 12 times a year or six times a year? And that's a very good question. And generally what we now really want to do is share decision-making. So you offer this to the patient and give them all the information to have an informed decision. And then let's see, what, what, what would you prefer? Is it better for you to maybe um, come back every month and um, then we see each other 
to discuss whether this is the right dose or are you more comfortable actually having an extended period and not having to worry about do I remember my medication? Uh, there's maybe less conflict with uh, family members that ask, have you taken your medication? Recognizing that the last time when it didn't happen, somebody needed to be readmitted. So it's really um, up to them. And I think uh, easier is better, in my opinion. So the less trigger points you have to maybe forget or second guess the treatment, the better. But some patients might feel differently and want it just once a month, which is also totally fine. Some results from the Rise and Shine studies were presented at Psych Congress, and most recently data from the Rise study was published in the Lancet Psychiatry. Could you tell us briefly some of the main takeaways from this data and then give us a website where our listeners can learn more? Absolutely. So uh, the, the RISE study was a study comparing two different injection intervals of UZD, the one monthly and the two every two month injection uh, versus placebo in the long term treatment of schizophrenia after a 12 week um, stabilization phase. This was in adults with schizophrenia and the relapse preventing effect was up to five fold greater versus placebo to delay the impending relapse. And that was basically equivalent to an 80% decreased risk of relapse, which is quite remarkable. And um, again, there was only one injection in the beginning needed, not several of them or uh, oral co-treatment. Also, the side effects were very commensurate with what we know about risperidone. There were no surprises. Um, and patients um, stayed in the study uh, quite long. And that was then also rec- reconfirmed by the SHINE study, which is the long-term extension study where patients were able to roll over to have an even longer stabilization phase on Uzeti. And whoever wants to find out more about this kind of treatment, there's a website that's called uzeti.com. U-Z-E-D-Y dot com so that one can make um, maybe an informed decision, talk about a healthcare professional, whether this kind of treatment could be an option. Dr. Carell, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio, and I'm hoping that we'll have another conversation. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Christoph Carell. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spotify, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.